John Walker, episode 333 of the Drunk Destiny Podcast. I'm your host, as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Ah, uh, vacation. That's pretty much what's up. <laughs> you fucker. <laughs> well, for everybody listening, yeah, for the first time in quite a long time, I actually am on a legitimate vacation. Not taking off work to do something like moving or freak weather accidents or whatever the hell. I am actually have had some time... You go through a bunch of stuff and uh, complete a bunch of tasks and uh, try out some new things I've never done before. Hence, like going to a movie theater, for instance. <laughs> so, Overrated. yeah, I'm feeling pretty good right now. <laughs> but uh, how have you been doing, Tyler? I'm doing pretty good as well. Uh, you know, just been working like usual. Um, went home sick Tuesday, which kind of sucked, but uh, came home and slept for like nine hours, man. Dude. It was glorious, glorious, Gables, glorious. <laughs> I tell you, um, <laughs> it, 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 yeah. I just can't. I cannot tell you how nice that was. Um, but you know, the other night doing okay. Uh, nothing too exciting going on in my world. Um, you know, just working, clanging and banging as usual. Um, yeah, I don't know. Kind of a short intro there. I was just like trying to think. I'm like, what have I done this past <laughs> week? I had Red Lobster for the first time. Oh, um, yeah, Lobster, huh? How was that? Yeah. Oh, no, second time, second time. Um, I tried uh, lo- lobster, crab lake, crab lakes for the first time. Um, those things are not good. <laughs> Seafood's disgusting, Gables. I don't know if you know this. Um, <laughs> well, you should just eat some of the artificial crab meat then. <laughs> yeah, like popcorn shrimp, like frozen popcorn shrimp you just put in the stove for like 20 minutes. Amazing. Uh, yeah, but if you eat like something like let's say artificial crab meat or whatsoever, you know those things I kind of like and stuff. I mean, I let's see. Other than that, though, I tend to like some bits of seafood unless it's something that's automatically just submerged inside seawater, and then yeah, all of a sudden you yeah. just can't eat. You can't eat it without tasting the seawater. That's yeah, disgusting yeah, to that me. Sounds gross. <laughs> sounds terrible. No, I, but uh, it's I, like I have a friend that uh, she usually would go almost every year to like the crab festival inside of like uh inside of the town that we used to live in and stuff and like go to the crab festival and just start eating like a crab dinner and this and that and stuff and uh, she said that it was like pretty good and some bits and regards and stuff but it's like eh, i don't know <laughs> i'm not kind of a fan of like original crab <laughs> yeah no no it's like an acquired taste yeah like I, i'm a person i kind of like fish like but i really got to be in the mood for it and um yeah, it just was not uh, not feeling it. Uh, Courtney got the crab legs with the steak and stuff and let me try it. Just too much work for a very little food that doesn't taste very good, you know? Mm, uh, I hear you. Break the thing, pull the shit out, and you know, dip it in this weird, like, melted butter stuff. With, I don't know, I just did it with not fan. Um, yeah, so no go. No no bueno. No bueno. <laughs> um, I don't know. Other than that, you know, just that's it. That's it. Gave so, seafood no good. With- well, you know what? With that in mind and stuff, what have you been playing for this week, Tyler? Oh, okay. We can get into that. Uh, just more Madden, <laughs> to be honest with you. Uh, played a few more games of Madden. Still liking that a lot as, as you know, go figure there. Uh, I did p- pick up and play a little bit more of uh, Metro Exodius. Uh, yeah. I like that game a lot. There's a couple of things I have. Like, I don't, I'm not a big fan of, like, kind of the open world part they've done with it a little bit. Um, 
Like, I'm, I, the other one was more linear with some like you could do a little like some more like a Wolfenstein or a Doom where you can kind of explore these small areas. Um, and this one's kind of more like you're in these like you go from different area, you go to different area to area, but they're each area is pretty large with a lot of things to do in it. Right. Um, and I don't know, I'm just not a big fan of that. Um, and also just uh, um, like the loading times in this game is fucking terrible. Uh, oh, really? Like, legitimately, like two minutes on, on some occasions, especially oh. when you initially boot up the game. And then, like, if you die or change sections there as a loading screen, like, those could be 30, 40 seconds. And it just kind of oh, kills boy. the momentum of the game. Like, especially for me, like, where my gaming time is so limited right now, um, it kind of like, I, I'm like, oh, I'm going to play some Metro. And I just sit there and I get to, like, I sit there and, like, I'm, like, looking at my phone. And I, I start to play and I'm just like, it just kind of kills the momentum of you playing it or like you like you, you die or something like that. And then you have to wait through this long loading screen again. It's like, ah, oh, oh that's mind. killer. <laughs> so like, yeah, yeah. So if it was, you know, in the older day, in the olden days, a long, long ago, um, when I was a single man, uh, I w- it was whatever, you know, but, uh, now when, you know, you got a couple, you get an hour or so here, hour or so there, you know, uh, I don't know. It's just like, I don't want to spend 10 or 15 minutes of that time waiting for the loading screen. So it's like, ah, let's go play Madden now. <laughs> so <laughs> there like, you go. <laughs> yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't know. I, I'm enjoying it, but the, the major gripe uh, there for me. But yeah, that's about it. I'm not just been Madden's kind of taken over uh, my world as far as uh, okay. my gaming time. So what about you, Gables? Well, let's see. Towards the end of our last recording, I managed to finish up the main campaign for Borderlands 2 with Mike and Zerger. Oops. I'm happy to report that I got that done and out of the way, like I said I was going to do. That was actually one of the first things at the top of my list that I actually got completed while my vacation started. It's like, I completed that last quest early. And so I was actually with level 35 with my Gunzerker. And what's kind of funny about that is uh, I actually delved a little bit inside of like some of the Headhunter missions. Because they have additional DLC stuff. I have not got for I have not gone and done the Fight for Sanctuary stuff. But... Uh, no, what's funny is uh, there's this one-hand-hunter mission and stuff where you have to go through and tackle, like one of Torg's missions or something like that, where you have to defeat the Waddle Gobbler. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the thing about it is, it's this giant invincible turkey, right? And basically what Mr. Torg wants you to do is go around and poison its food. So that way, once you go through and poison its food, you have to feed it to him. Like this uh, big old turkey, this big old like, horse trough thing, so the what happens is the turkey eats it, and you have to shoot the turkey, and it's supposed to be one of the easiest bosses in the entire game. <laughs> and it definitely is one of the easiest bosses in that regard, but you have to fend off up against, like, seven or eight other people that the... Oh, boy. That the Torg Corporation president or something has to, like, sick on you because they, they want the, the whole, like, uh, emphasis of the Waddle Gobbler to be defeated by Mr. Torg and stuff because they wanted, like, uh, to hand him the new guns and stuff to in order to kill this thing, but... Instead, Mr. Torg's like, oh, man, this is boring and stuff. Hey, we're going to have you just defeat the Waddle, <laughs> the, the Waddle Gobbler and stuff. And so that whole mission, I did that. And uh, what proceeded after that was a couple of missions that kind of kept me, like, kind of took me by surprise. Dude, there is missions inside this Headhunter thing, like, right after the fact, where you can actually talk to Mr. Torg's grandmother. And it's, it's, <laughs> it is... Exactly what you think, too. It's basically you, uh, you're like right in front of like, uh, his grandmother, right? You listen to her stories. That's the mission. 
that's the entirety <laughs> of the mission. This is like a like a raid level difficulty, and you get a lot of experience points, right? She goes on, I kid you not, the same exact length it would take for you to go through and get like some of the actual difficult like missions, like say maybe a ten or fifteen minutes. And so for me, I just decided to do it, you know, because okay, let's go ahead and do this. It's like. <laughs> after about the second mission in a row where she's just like talking right there she wants you to go and fetch some of these chocolates or something like that and that's what breaks up the monotony of it but no no it was hilarious because it's basically you're sitting through Mr. Torek's grandmother talking for like about 20 to about 25 minutes of these various stories she's just rambling on not letting you have any type of word in and after that it's like oh hey let's reward you with this it's like gives you a couple guns and this and that and like yeah that's a thing that happened <laughs> Oh, I thought it was pretty funny, honestly, because it's like that game you're just randomly going from mission to mission and stuff, shooting up a bunch of things or something, or like just collecting a whole bunch of loot and this and that, and then all of a sudden it breaks up the pace and stuff, and what's kind of hilarious is I, sitting down, I have my character sitting down and stuff like that, and with him not uh, not moving for about 20 minutes, all of a sudden, while she's in the middle of she's talking, he just shouts out, I'm bored! <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh god... <laughs> Oh. oh my god, other than that, I managed to crack open and play a little bit of Fire Emblem Three Houses. Nice. Now that's the game that I said I was going to play, and I've played a bit of it. Basically, it kind of reminds me of two other games. One, it reminds me of the Persona games, like basically Persona 5, Persona 4 and stuff, to where you have to you can schedule... Like, all the various things you can do in order to do, like, training with, like, individual, like, unit members and, like, uh, different, like, story, like, different character development stuff. So, like, a, like a little bit of a social link. The more friendlier you are to a unit or something, the better they do in battle and this and that. So, this game is pretty much in depth. <laughs> I end up choosing, like, the Black Eagle House and stuff. And uh, at this moment in time, I, I have barely done, like, a couple of weeks worth of stuff, but... It's fairly fascinating the amount of stuff you can do and what you can quintessentially do. Because apparently, from what I'm hearing, is after a certain extent, you have to prepare, like, uh, your units and stuff and try to get, like... You can actually recruit other members from other houses to your to your unit base. Because if you don't do that and stuff, after a certain point, there's, like, a three-year time skip or something like that. And everything else, like, gets things. So certain units could actually die and you wouldn't even know it <laughs> from, like, other houses. And it's like, uh-oh. Uh-oh, i got to plan this out accordingly. <laughs> the combat of it is pretty fast, pretty interesting. There's no weapon triangle like there was to the extent of some of the last games. But basically, the appeal of this game is to build character develop, just build up relationships with characters, and then find out what they're good at, what they excel at in sort of specific classes. Like, say, if they excel with, like, mounted, like, if they like, if they're good with like riding horses or riding a Pegasus, or if they're good with a sword or axe or with like magic or something like that, you can round out your party pretty well based upon the stuff that you lack with your current like uh, setup for your current unit. And quite honestly, so far it's it's definitely got a good impression. I played like a, roughly about an hour and a half of it. There were a couple of mini games I tried out. Like uh, there's a fishing mini game that helps you leveling up your teaching skill for some reason, and there's like Oh, God, there's a whole bunch of scheduled things you could possibly do to increase, 
like uh, your teaching level or something because apparently the higher teacher level that you do the better you get like with options in terms of building relationships and this and that it's it's very complex in regards to what you can build and what choices you can do i'm kind of liking that so far but uh let's see other than that that's pretty much what i have been playing other than uh I played maybe like a little bit of Bloodstain for Switch. Oh, cool. I have not like uh, gotten too far into it. Maybe like an hour or so. Gameplay is pretty solid. It had like a massive patch before I even started the game, which I heard was like to try to rebalance certain aspects of the game. But they're still working on a huge patch for the Switch version still. But uh, other than that, though, nothing's nothing bad about it so far. I mean, I liked bits of the voice acting, a bit of like. Uh, the gameplay, it's really reminiscent of uh, Koji Kirashi's past work, say, with Castlevania series and stuff, and I'm enjoying it so far. So, yeah, that's that's it for me. Well, very cool, man. Um, well, moving on to uh, our news. So, we actually uh, got quite a bit of news. Unfortunately, most of it not good. Uh, but we have news this week, guys, um, and this <laughs> amount of it. Um, so, starting off with uh, some of the best news of the week. Um, hopefully you guys got my sarcasm in that. I didn't feel like I put enough sarcasm in that. Uh, uh, Walmart is pulling all violent video game ads and demos uh, from their stores in lieu of uh, the shootings we've had in the last uh, couple weeks. And then also with uh, Trump's statements uh, you know, about, about video games. Um, so, yeah. Okay, so to further clarify too, it wasn't just say violent video games that uh, Walmart themselves have pulled, but it's also depictions of like violent acts from like hunting videos inside their hunting section, and even like say even like violent images or something like that through like movies or certain bits of like displays or something like that. What I kind of found funny about uh, today is when I was at Walmart, I purposely played like the God of War trailer <laughs> in the middle of the electronics section because that's probably one of the more violent things <laughs> that you can actually just oh, do. Fuck yeah. <laughs> but um yeah my overall opinion of it is like oh god it's just a basically a like a billow of smoke you know covering up the actual the actual thing it's it's kind of like what i described with my mom when i was talking to her about it. it's like it's pretty much been like a putting a band-aid on like a uh, broken bone quintessentially mm-hmm. where i understand the reasoning why walmart made this kind of tone deaf decision but at the same time they're still selling guns and ammo inside of their things. They're still going through and having a bunch of their, like, uh, it still doesn't fix the problem initially. <laughs> so it's it's kind of like a, oh, pff, all right, whatever. So you're not going to be able to, like, have displays that depict, like, some violent, okay, no problem. You still sell the games and stuff like that. I can still buy them. So it's, I know there are some people that are outraged by it. And there was, like, a Twitter hashtag going on, like, boycott Walmart. And I'm just looking at it, it's like, dude, this is exactly what the, this is exactly what people want you to go forth and take hook, line, and sinker. Because it distracts from the actual talk, the actual talks about, it distracts in and of itself away from the real topic of the matter right here. And that's pretty much white nationalism and the gun control stuff, issues that we're having. That's quintessentially... Like, uh, the president and everything else is kind of, like, throwing this blanket, throwing this curveball to try to mm. get the, uh, get sort of this, almost like a video game sort of panic going on. That's the real issue right here. 
and it's just blowing smoke in people's faces, and, uh, yeah, it's completely dumb. <laughs> uh, yeah. What do you think? Um, I mean, the guy went to, you know, this is mostly because of, uh, you know, it's Walmart that was affected by the shootings this time. Um, that's primarily the reason. And I, I'm fine with this. Like, it's not, it's not, this is not like a permanent thing. This, this is temporary out of respect. Yeah. Um, but it, you know, it's kind of ridiculous. Like this guy didn't go into a Walmart chucking Xbox controllers at people. He went in there with an AK 47 and was shooting people. Exactly. Um, so there's a large difference there. Like we're not, you know, this, like you said, it's a, it's a bandaid on a broken bones. Um, to make a joke that Chris Rock would make, it's like, you know, you, you break your bone, you just put some Robitussin on it instead of go to the doctor. That's what uh, you know, his mom always would do. And that's what it feels like they're doing in this case. Um, yeah, I, I agree. It's completely ridiculous. Uh, and I don't want to make this a whole, you know, uh, gun control thing. and like, what's the right thing to do? What we should do? Um, right. In that sense. But it, it's it's def- It's just, this has been going on for, yeah, like you said, it's a distraction. It's just like, um, I can't remember. The, there's a movie called Now You See Me. It's about magicians. And they talk about, I can't remember the exact quote, but they talk about like they use something while they're like, because, you know, the magic's fake and they have to like elude the, the viewer's eyes so they can they can make the make the trick happen. So they don't see like see how they do it. And it's like it's basically like this is the distraction to like kind of pull away from gun control and uh, you know things of that nature. Um, but then and, in and of itself, it's also a classic case of, OK, let's play in video games for the troubles of today's world. Yeah, I mean, but it's it's stupid because it's been going on since Columbine in like what two thousand I think nineteen ninety nine. Yeah, it's been going on for the past twenty years. Yeah. Twenty years, but before before that, people were blaming MTV. People were blaming uh, Run DMC. It was Mortal Kombat. Yeah, they were they, blame, blaming guys like they were blaming like rock music. They were blaming rap music and stuff for violence and stuff. It's not a new thing. I mean, yeah. the whole aspect of blaming media for the events of people doing violent acts has been around for now just like decades now. Yeah. I mean, really, since the, the, you know, the baby boomers essentially have been, it's like they were the first ones of that. Now, like the baby boomers are blaming the new thing of the generation, just like their parents blamed the Beatles and blamed, you know, uh, acid and drugs and fucking Led Zeppelin and Pink Floyd. Like, the, it's just, it's still, it's the, the, the old, the previous, it's the old guard blaming the new thing uh, that yep. they don't understand. And that maybe that's a little too, too much of a broad blanket uh, but that's primarily what it is. It feels like is it's a lot of people out of touch, um, in power, um, and just in general that you know that can make things happen that just don't understand what things are now currently. Um, you know, and someone like brought out like uh, there's a really great tweet that was going out where it showed like UK's population versus the United States population. Like we have five million, five times as many people as the UK does. Um, we play five times the amount of uh, sales in the US compared to the UK. Like we sell like I think it's like seven times more uh, spent on video games here than it is there, and then it shows like uh, mass shootings compared to the UK, and it's like six hundred or no, it was like one hundred and twenty nine times uh, the amount of uh, mass shootings in the United States compared to uh, the UK. So right. it's like in like Japan, like they said, like per per capita, uh, more people spend money on video games there than in any other country by a pretty wide margin, and there's no mass shootings there. There's nothing like yelling about anything there. Um, it's just, you know, like I said, it's, I don't want to get too upset about it. I don't want to get too outraged about it. Like I, when I read it, you just like, Oh my God, and you get pissed at you, but it's just like, you know, that's what they want. That's don't do Don't do the thing. Don't let them get the, don't let, don't let the magician, uh, the white house distract you so they can pull the wool, pull the, the wool over your eyes and, you know, um, and stop 
you know, it's just this is the first time they've they've blamed video games. It's not gonna be the last time. Um, it's video games will be blamed for shit until the next new fad comes along. Um, right. Yeah. It, it's just, yeah. It's 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 dumb. It, it's it's stupid, and uh, I don't know. It's it's just tiresome. You know, it's like I, I you can't even like the, we're at the point now where like you hear like the, the city it used to be like remember. Um, when there was a mass shooting, like you remember, oh, you can, you could remember like, oh, that one there in that city, or you put a name on it and like, you know exactly what it is. And it's just like nowadays, like I don't even remember the name of the bar that was shot up in Dayton, Ohio last week. I don't even know. It's I, just so often and stuff. And then, and there was like a statistic thing that was shown too that, uh, that there's only like maybe a handful of States in the United States this year that not just this year, but like, I think in general that haven't had a mass shooting, like maybe eight, nine States. Yeah. Yeah, it's and it's like it's to the point now where like there's like this past year, like last school year, it was there's multiple school school shootings that weren't even covered, like on yeah, because it's just it's it's not news anymore. Like we get pissed off for a few days and it, it goes away. It's just a common. It's a thing. What's where we are in society? Or like scroll Twitter or Facebook and you're like, oh fuck, there's another. I know it's shooting. so much of an epidemic. Go on with your day. Just want to show it. <laughs> yeah, it's just like, like yeah, it's like the news. Like ah, we don't want to annoy people, so we're not going to talk about this mass shooting. Um, and like I was saying, like, you don't even remember, like, it's, it's been sad and pathetic that we can't even like, uh, you know, Columbine sticks out cause it was the first one that I think at least in our lifetime that we remember, um, you know, uh, uh, Sandy hook is the key one, a big one. I think probably one of the bigger ones yeah. because of it was elementary school. Um, uh, to me, a few stick out like the, uh, Aurora, I think is how you say it. that was the, yeah. With the Batman, um, dark, oh, night, the dark the, night, the dark night, the dark night massacre. And then like you had yeah. the one in Vegas that happened, I think it was last year. Uh, two years ago, yeah, um, and then the oh, wow. one in Orlando at the and the when they shot the gay the gay nightclub, um, yeah, it's just nuts. Like it is hundreds a year, and you can't like I don't know. I feel like once we decided after Sandy Hook that um, it was okay, uh, guns are more important than the safety of our our you know single single digit aged uh, children. Um, we as society kind of lost that battle as far as uh, gun control goes and all that. So. Um, Maybe, I don't know, maybe it's a sad way to put it or a sad way to think. Uh, but it's, you know, after there's been hundreds um, since then, dozens, major ones that have happened since then. Is that like the key ones? You can, you can like the one in Vegas where like 60 people died. Uh, the night, the gay nightclub where like, uh, or the nightclub where like the guy went there and killed all these LGBT, uh, LGD, uh, I can't do, say the thing. But, you know, uh, the, the gay, lesbian people and um, bisexual people, like they um, shot up that nightclub. It's like and 30 people died. And it's just like we, we just kind of we get pissed off, moan and groan. Someone blames something else. We get mad about that, and then it's just it's over. Um, yeah, I don't know. It's not gonna be the first time. Like I said it's not the first time the White House has done it this in this uh, term. It will not probably be the last time, unfortunately, that this happens. Um, but sticking with uh, uh, gun policies and video games for a thousand, uh, ESPN is delaying the Apex Legends tournament that. Uh, it's happening at the was that was that, was that um uh, fuck the X Games or whatever uh they had like a I believe it is uh was did a invitational tournament for Apex Legends uh, they actually did yeah. it last week um and they streamed it live on their Twitch account and it's um it, you can watch it on their YouTube channel like the whole thing but they were gonna show um I think on Sunday uh, evening on ESPN two they were gonna show a um 
like kind of like the clip, like the highlights and everything of it, kind of a condensed version of the Apex Legends tournament on ESPN2 on Sunday night. And they now decided to postpone it till reschedule it to October 6th. Uh, the network said because of the, the mass shootings that have occurred, like they won't have three in the last week or three in a week time span, um, that they're doing that out of respect. Um, and that, mm-hmm. like I said, you can see, you can, if you want to watch it now, it's on their Twitch channel and on their YouTube channel. If you really do want to see it, the whole thing, um, this one, uh, much like kind of like the one, like the one more thing kind of bothers me for the reasons they're doing it. Uh, but in, like, if this was just a thing they decided to do, like the one more thing, if they decided to do that, like it wouldn't like, okay, fine. I can see that. But it's like, pull down all the violent shit, just not all, not just violent video games. Um, which it sounds like they're, they're doing, but, um, this one doesn't bother me as much as because it happened. Um, it, I don't, if it wouldn't, I would say if it like, just kind of like, like, like what well, kind of like Walmart where if it wouldn't for people get going outrage, blaming video games for the shootings, um, or being responsible for shootings. Like they said, Hey, out of respect for the, the mass thing, if this was just the thing they did and it wasn't all the, all the backlash against video games right now. And they decided to do that. Like, I don't think anybody would complain. Uh, I feel, I think this right. would be a very small story. Um, and like, Oh, okay. Well, we get that. Um, but who's to say there's not going to be a, a mass shooting uh, a month from now, like a week before this airs and we're going to be right back. I don't know. It's just the whole thing is, is depressing and stupid. What, what right. Do you think yeah, it is. It is most definitely. And I'm kind of like in agreement with you in terms of like, you know, I'm not as like, say angry, say like in this regards, at least people can go through if they wanted to watch the actual footage of this, like apex legend stuff, they could go for the Twitch stream and stuff the twitch channel that it's aired on and stuff watch that match get the highlights and quite honestly if it's like a sports thing people are have already seen it already to the extent where it's pretty much old news by this point and them airing it like on october in october right not even mm. like over like a two months since the uh <laughs> the actual thing went forth and done you know it's like i mean it's kind of beating beating the bush around and stuff i understand why they delayed it and stuff but at the same time and stuff, it's like, if in that case or something like that, it's like, you aired in October, a couple months after the fact. I mean, oh well. <laughs> yeah. Um, once again, dumb, depressing, but um, yeah. I don't know, I'm a little surprised. I, I was, when I was reading all of this at the point, like like I was saying, like you first read about it, you're kind of pissed off and everything like that. And I was like, I was like very like, oh, I couldn't wait for the night because I was like, I'm going to go on a rant. And it's just like, it's been a, it's been a few hours since I read about it and everything like that, and I've been thinking about it, and I'm just like, yeah, it's just not not worth getting mad over. It's not not to say it's not it's worth. It's not like, shootings are is something to get mad about. Um, this shit is just, just like bullshit. Like they want you to get mad over this instead. Um, well, instead of the yeah, and that's the thing. We're not falling for this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we are not. Fortunately, some people are. Um, but sticking with some, let's, let's try to switch over to some positive news, which I think the rest of our news stories news stories are positive. Um, Gabe, I'm going to let you take this one away, but uh, Pokemon right. Sword and Shield had some news, uh, some, some more, uh, they revealed some new uh, Pokemon types. Uh, who do we got here? Who we got here? Who we got here? Well, um, let's we, see. From the gotta, Pokemon types, we got... Wait, one second. Well, what the, I, I, I'm looking at this for the first time. Uh, we got a Galarian <laughs> Weezing. He looks like a fucking bong. <laughs> Now that I, now that you just said something about it, he does look like a fucking bong. He looks like a bong. I'm looking at. He looks like it looks like a bong, uh, with testicles. Nah, um, now the whole meme going around with a Galarian wheezing and stuff. He looks like a freaking like uh, Doug Dibbendome from Fairly Odd Parents. Jesus Christ! 
Um, what the fuck is this? What, what is this? We gotta, well, we the gotta... whole thing about like a glaring wheezing as well. It's like it's it's poison fairy type. It has the regular move, the regular ability that wheezing would have levitate, but there's another ability that's not revealed yet. It's the first poison fairy type that uh, technically that dual typing and stuff. Well, actually, more or less second, because there was another one that uh, was not technically revealed, but it was inside of, like, a Nintendo Treehouse-like trailer this past year. But anyway, in regards to that and stuff, it's one of a couple different Pokemon reveals. So you have Galarian Weezing, which, you know, it consumes, like, like, uh... Massive amounts of Cheetos? (laughs) No, it consumes poison, and it actually filtrates it and purifies it, and that's what the smoke comes out of the top of its like a dome-like hats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the other one, the other one, this other Galarian form that I'm kind of more excited about is the whole thing about Galarian Zigzagoon. Now, if you're a fan of Pokemon, if you've played through the third generation of games, one of the first Pokemon that you'll encounter in the wild after you get your starter is Zigzagoon. It's normally, it is a normal type. It has a couple of. It just has like one evolution. It involves in the Linoon. It has the ability to pick up to where you can pick up a couple different items, this and that and stuff. Well, by reading the descriptions of this, this is apparently like the origin species of like Zigzagoon. Meaning, this is the actual. Inside the Pokemon lore, this is supposed to be the. <laughs> not just the offshoot, but the original Zigzagoon, how it should be, pretty much, from what I understood. And so, basically, it has sort of like a reverse sort of design. It's no longer kind of like a brown and like kind of like a light, kind of like a sort of a whitish color, but it's more of a black and white inverted where Zigzagoon, this Galarian Zigzagoon is like a white head. It has a star on its eye. And so, it's a dark normal type, which means it's four times weak to fighting type attacks. (laughs) So there's one knock against it already, but at the same point, it's not just the thing about Galarian Zigzagoon. The Galarian Linoon looks pretty cool, but the big news in regards to that, it actually has another evolution. And the name of the Pokemon after the Galarian Linoon here is, uh, oh my god, Obstagoon. Now, (laughs) basically, what this Pokemon looks like, it's humanoid in form, and it First time I saw it, it's like, oh my god, is that Gene Simmons? <laughs> because, quintessentially, this Pokemon reminds me of the band Kiss in such a way, and the designs and other things, where it basically, Obstacoon kind of reminds me of Gene Simmons, because it has, he has that star, he has the tongue and stuff like that that's like going out and about, and it's pretty funny, actually. And so, the ability of this Obstacoon and stuff, it basically has this sort of ability where it waits for the opponent to attack it and stuff, and then all of a sudden it'll fire up with some sort of counterattack or whatsoever. I may be misinterpreting what I've read. So, take what I'm saying with a grain of salt. But, I personally like the design. I think it's kind of, like, uh, out of left field in this regard. I do like the aspect of them remaking a, like, a Pokemon inside of a different form other than, say, the Cantonian ones from Gen 1. So, seeing Zigzagoon getting, like, some love, that's pretty fun. But we also had a couple reveals of different types of, like, trainer characters. Like, uh, you have two different rivals that you're introduced in this trailer. One of them is Bede, this kid with blonde hair and stuff that kind of looks like one of those antagonistic rivals. And 
you had the reveal of Team Yell. Team Yell looks like a punk rock. They look like a punk rockers, but they're obsessed fans of this, of the other rival trainer that you're going to be competing against called Marnie, who kind of looks like this uh, punk rock sort of like uh, girl and stuff. But uh, what she has also is a new Pokemon that has not been unveiled before. And I, oh my gosh. Oh my gosh, I'm trying to remember <laughs> this darn hamster. So quintessentially, it's a Pikachu clone, but not in the like uh, traditional sense. It has this ability. I think more peak, more Pico. I think it was called. Ah, my gosh. <laughs> so basically, it is an electric dark type, but it has this ability called like. Uh, oh boy, it has something to do with its hunger, apparently. And so basically what it has, it's two forms. So it has its normal form where it's like a full, like a, like a full mode or something. And then quintessentially every turn it switches between types. So on one turn it could be use, it could be like an electric type. And the next time it could be like a dark type. On, <laughs> and what's kind of funny to describe this mode is a hangry form. Like, like a hangry mode. Where it's like he's hungry, he's angry. So if he's if he doesn't have something to eat or something like that, the very next turn he transforms into like an angry state where, like, uh, he can basically use some of his attacks like as dark type. So to give a good example, they have this sort of like this uh this sort of like running wheel sort of move for more Pico, and instead of its first form, it would be an electric attack. But if it changes forms, it transforms into a dark type attack. So every turn it switches in between that. And so I kind of see like the possibility of that being kind of fun to experiment around with. But I I just kind of uh I was just kind of laughing at sort of like the definition like the, just a the definition of like his different forms and stuff because there's only been like one other time that I've heard of the term hangry and that was by one of my friends last year or something like that with her trying to describe, like, she was working and stuff like that. She didn't want me to talk with her because she was hangry. I'm like, what the fuck is hangry? I'm like, I'm hungry and I'm angry. I'm mm-hmm. angry. I'm like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> it's kind of like when, uh, you know, those type of girls or something like that, that kind of like pout or something like that and do this and do that because they don't get enough. They just did get like something to eat or something like that. Or just like, just get angry just because of like not being able to eat and those other stuff. But it's like it's like my girlfriend in the morning when she wakes up. She's very hangry. <laughs> I, I, I know this life very well. Oh my gosh! But yeah, that's what's kind of funny is the trainer revealed plus the Pokemon that she wields, like like Marnie with the more Pico and stuff. She kind of it kind of reminds me of my friend, <laughs> and not just in regards of like the way she looks, but also by the uh, the Pokemon that she wields because that's just typical. <laughs> Because <laughs> it's like kind of her typical attitude. She's happy and all this stuff, and all of a sudden it's like next minute she could be just angry at something. <laughs> and I say that with love because I love my friends. Mm-hmm. Anyway, mm-hmm. <laughs> but uh, other than that, though, uh, other than the Galarian forms and the different types of trainers and stuff, it was kind of revealed after the fact that uh, the way some bits of sponsorships do, like the kind of work and stuff, where you can send. Actually, no. Not just, like, uh, sponsorship stuff. I was kind of thinking, like, there's uh, specific missions or something that each Pokemon can do. But, honestly, I think that pretty much wraps it up for the Pokemon news for me. Okay. The unveiling of Galarian forms, new rival trainers, 
that's pretty much the meat and the potatoes of it. Very cool, man. Well, uh, are you more excited for this, or is this kind of just after this news? Or like, well, you know what? I was excited beforehand because there was a bunch of different things like revealed beforehand that may be interested in playing this game. But now with the introduction of these new characters, plus some of the Galarian forms confirmed, it it kind of cement like cementifies the fact that I want to play this game. <laughs> I just hope they unveil some more complex characters as well, because that would be fun. Yeah. I hope there's more um, drug-related Pokemon that are announced. That's all I want. <laughs> oh, oh! if they unveil, like, a Galarian Arbok, and it's just nothing more than, like, some sort of, like, gigantic, like, uh, e-cigarette, then that would be pretty funny. Oh, it'd be fucking sweet if it was, like, a jewel or something like that. I'd be great. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm all in for that. See, I was, uh, went from... Like five percent interested. Now I'm like thirteen percent interested now. There's a Galarian wheezing in there. I would just Dude. like delete all the other Pokemon in my party and just carry him. What's kind of funny is I I like wheezing. You know, like uh, the original wheezing from like uh, Pokemon Red and Blue and stuff because mm-hmm. it could be a defensive tank. And yeah. when I was playing through Pokemon Black Two, was it like uh, oh no that was like muck though. But anyway, it's like I liked the aspect of just. The whole concept of wheezing, just being a playoff of cough and wheeze and stuff, and just have these sludge attacks and stuff. Yeah, <laughs> I, I just think of the idea he could be like the Snorlax of this generation, um, or instead of like a pokey, like he blocks the road, but instead of like a pokey flute to get him the move, you have to like give him like a, a bag of like flaming hot Cheetos or something. <laughs> Takis or I don't know, hohos. Well, I, don't, I don't know, whatever they're into. Uh, maybe like yeah. a white claw. I don't know, whatever. Um, yeah, but uh, I, I am. If they made it so you can, like, carry your Pokemon out like they had in, like, the Let's Go ones, uh, I'd probably buy this game just for that fact. Oh, you know what? That would be pretty fun, too. Yeah. Yeah. I, just let him walk around with me would be great. Uh, but moving on to some more positive news. Uh, so Xbox, Sony, and Nintendo are working together now on uh, loot boxes, making it so they have to uh, – publishers have to disclose the odds of receiving the in-game items. Um, so uh, this came from someone from the ESA, uh, the video game industry, industry – relies on creating and sustaining relationships with our player base on fun, but just as importantly on trust. Um, this was on their blog post. So one of the hallmarks of our industry is that we don't just create inter- entertainment value for players. We listen to them. Uh, so obviously the loot box thing has been a big issue, especially the last year and a half or so. Um, and they're hoping to get this started by the end of 2020. Uh, a bunch of developers are already on board for this. Uh, no, I don't know if, if like they're, if there's gonna be games that come out after they put this mandate in. So basically, like if you want to publish a game on either of their consoles, uh, you have to disclose the, those uh, the odds of winning these items, or re- not winning but receiving these items. Uh, but I don't know if they're gonna like retro if it's like people are grandfathered in or not. I don't know how that works. But I know there's a there's a decent amount of publishers that already like disclose the odds of, of getting these items. Um, so I don't know, Gabriel, I think, uh, not, I don't really have a whole lot to say on it other than I think this is, um, this has been needed. Uh, but I'm glad, but I'm glad it's happening. And at least we're on the right track and it seems like this is going to happen for sure. Um, and, uh, well, let's see. I think this it definitely good. is, it definitely is a step in the right direction. It's a first, it's a good first step. That's what basically yes. what this news is. It's quintessentially the three video game makers coming together, trying to self-regulate which that's exactly what they should be doing with the ESA and stuff to making sure stuff like this happens and that the government doesn't step in to regulate a lot of the stuff for them, which quite honestly at this point, you know, I am very surprised the government has not stepped in and just decided, oh, okay, let's go ahead and just establish this, like, 
let's go ahead and establish this type of standard for this, that, this, and that. But uh, honestly, like I was saying before, it's a good first step, and it has led to some developers going through trying going through and supporting it. But it's also went through, especially with the news from Psionics not too long ago, that they are completely removing loot boxes from their game Rocket League. Which you know what? That was a shoehorn thing in to begin with. Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm glad they're taking it out. Because you don't really need to invest inside of loot boxes inside of that game in order to enjoy it. Or they were just basically cosmetic stuff. But at the same point, it's the fact that it's a gambling mechanic inside of a random game that's like shoehorned in. And it really didn't belong there. So I'm happy that Slonox is actually doing that. Yeah. yeah, That's that's a good point. I mean, like it was weird that like they added it in like, a couple of years ago. And it was just like they pretty much went the Overwatch system. And like this was a game that's been out for... You know, almost three years at this point. Why are you doing this now? Um, yeah, it felt like an afterthought. Yeah. And quite honestly, I think more or less this kind of move is uh, coming off the heels. Well, not just with Psionics. I'm just saying this whole dealing stuff with like Nintendo, Sony, and Microsoft is coming off the heels of, I believe, what Activision is currently doing with like Crash Team Racing, the remaster, where after the fact, they are shoehorning in microtransaction stuff. Like, mm-hmm. say, certain, like, a cosmetic stuff, like certain loot box stuff that they can go through inside of a kid's game, right? Yeah. In order to try to get, like, extra funds and extra cosmetic stuff for people. And, uh, quintessentially, what they are supposed to be doing is they're supposed to label on the back of the box and stuff, like, inside the, ESR, the ESRB and stuff, that there are, like, say, loot boxes or other types of, like, stuff. Technically, that's what they're supposed to be doing. But Activision going out, and uh, after the release, after a review of Crash Team Racing earlier on this year, are now going through and inserting microtransaction stuff. And quintessentially, it kind of ruins the interest for me. Because <laughs> even though it's not like a major part of the game, it's just the fact that it was shoehorned after the fact and clearly meant to dodge any type of like scrutiny and stuff from reviews when it first came out. But... Uh, Anyway, that's a different story, and it's kind of deering off of the topic that uh, we're discussing right now, and that is in regards to Sony, Microsoft, and Nintendo going through and trying to establish a thing where developers will display the odds of what you get inside of like the loot boxes and some of himself. Like to re- I would like to reiterate that I believe this is a good first step. But personally, I don't think it's going to matter too much in the end of it because it doesn't matter how. It doesn't matter if you reveal the odds of what you're going to get inside of the items and stuff that you initially spend for these loot boxes or microtransactions. People are going to still do it. People do it still when it comes to like with gambling in real life, too. The thing about it is the reasoning why you can go through and play slot machines and this and that is because they clearly state like the mathematical probability especially if you're going to vegas and you're playing like say the roulette table or the slot machines or whatever the hell they basically go through and describe to you there and then mathematically what are the odds of winning and stuff and quite literally it's like they generally jury rig the stuff inside of their favor in order for you to spend more money I mean, that's still kind of fucked up in my personal opinion, but that's mm-hmm. kind of a legalized sort of gambling sort of way where there's none of that. Quintessentially, in the gaming industry right now, it's worse than Vegas gambling <laughs> in terms of these loot boxes. 
I know it kind of sensationalizes it, but I personally believe in terms of, say, microtransactions and loot boxes, personally, I just kind of feel like a lot of this stuff should be done away with, because, and when I say done away with, I preferably mean those that you have no idea what you're getting in return. So, like loot boxes, like this and that. If it was something where you knew, okay, this is exactly the type of item that I'm getting, this is going to be a set price, this and of that, I mean... In some aspects, I'm okay with it, but what I basically want personally to see is, like, loot boxes just take out inside of their entirety, you know? <laughs> but, uh, yeah, that's pretty much my viewpoint upon it, though. I mean, I know some may argue in terms of, say, in some microtransactional instances, oh, okay, this will be okay, or that'll be okay, but honestly, at this point, I do not trust AAA developers to like, go through and just keep on, like, say, the moral high ground when it comes to stuff. Like, say, like, a loot box stuff, because if you let them, like, say, these, some of these companies have the moral high ground, that's where we repeat stuff, like, say, like, say, with Battlefield, like, uh, Star Wars Battlefront 2 and stuff like that, or even, like, the loot box stuff, say, with, like, cosmetic stuff with uh, Overwatch or with Call of Duty or with... Even the most recent cases, like shoehorning them inside games, say like uh, <laughs> like Rocket League, before they went through and took them out and stuff. It's like I don't feel like they belong in sort of video games, especially with the base with the base stuff you're getting. You know, quintessentially just having content taken out of the games overall in order to resell them at to you like when like just randomized bits. You know, that's just complete bullshit in my opinion. But. Yeah. No, it's a uh, it's cool to see it's happening. Like I said, yeah, um, yeah. And, and I'm glad that you know it, it sounds like uh, you know they are listening and it, it, it that they are and trying to make a difference, especially going into this new generation. And they definitely want to get ahead of this before you know, like we definitely <laughs> this isn't even necessarily like a shot at Trump or this current administration. It's just kind of like we don't want the government getting involved in this this stuff. Like police it ourselves before it goes to the next level. They've already been trying to get involved the yes, last couple exactly. years or so. And um, the last thing we want to have happen is a Trump-led government administration yeah. going through and regulating things to the video game industry yeah. because no one's going to be happy in no. the end. No, no. one. <laughs> um, I mean, it's like, like that wasn't really my that wasn't really a shot at Trump, but I mean, definitely he would be the one that he'd like be the last person I want uh, heading that up. <laughs> exactly, um, some uninformed old man inside of the White House dictating to everybody younger than him. This is how video games should be played, where he's probably yeah. never played anything besides Pocket Pool. Anyway. Yeah, <laughs> very true. With his very small hands, um, but yeah, I don't know. Uh, it's gl- I'm glad it's happening. It needs to be done, and there needs to be a change uh, to it. It's just it's getting worse and worse. My, my only thing is, I I, want, I don't know. Like, do they f- do publishers find a way to like make something different or change it up so it's like uh, that they don't like there's a workaround or find something different. Like uh, you heard about what, what game was it? it was uh, Activision with the uh, crash. You know, you're talking about tag team racing. Yes. Where they, um, yeah, they added them after like a week after the game count, they added them in. So you wouldn't see it on the ASRB um, ratings. Um, so it's people, the, the people have always found a way to work around things. It's just, uh, but at least we're, you know, we're making it more difficult for them um, to do so. And um, I don't see the negative in, in any of this. I think this is something they should just do in the first place. I think iTunes or Apple's already like done this. Um, I think about a year ago they put this in place where you have to start, you know, showing what, what the odds are of getting this stuff is. Um, so yeah, I personally I think, wish I personally wish that they would take out like uh, elements of using actual money for fictional 
you know, like just buying fictional money in order to spend on like uh, items inside of the games and stuff like that. You know, actually using like real money in order to buy a specific thing in order to sell it to try to advance your stats or something like that or to advance like progression side of a game yeah um... my good my example with that you know is like let's say for world of warcraft you know where it's like you take a long time leveling this character and the progression thing is stunted because they want you to go forth and like spend money in order to go through and help your character develop you don't have to do it but if you bought a wow token for like about 15 20 bucks or something on the auction house which i have done before I don't like the fact that I've done that at least a couple times, but at the same point, sell the token, get a whole bunch of gold, manage to go through and, like, get a bunch of decent armor so that way you can level up faster. It's, I just kind of wish those type of things did not exist and that the games would be structured to where it feels like you're actually doing actual progression instead of needing to play a dumbed-down grind fest in order to get to where you want and accomplish something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, like that's exactly what I did with like Assassin's Creed Odyssey, where it's like just like you. I don't like the fact I did it. I don't regret I did it because I wouldn't have finished this fantastic game if I didn't. Oh yeah, do it. of course, of um, course. But um, yeah, it's just. But the fact that you had to do it is yeah. like I've said to you multiple times and stuff. It's completely stupid. Yeah. Oh yeah. No, I definitely it felt like a case where like they made it hard, made it progressing very slow to get you to want to um, to do it. So um, yeah, I don't know. Uh, but anyways. It's cool. I'm glad this is happening. So I'm glad we end the show yeah. with a couple of positive news. Uh, exactly. The first, I'm glad. the first couple of things were not super positive and just annoying. Um, but I think Gables, that's going to wrap up our show for this week. Yep. Uh, thank you guys so much for listening. If you want to hear more from us, we have a Facebook page and group, Drunk Death Nerds Podcast. Like and join us on there on Twitter at Drunk Nerds Pod. Follow us there, please. On YouTube, Drunk Dash Nerds. Subscribe. Give us a big thumbs up. Come leave a comment on our podcast. Um, did I already say iTunes? I don't think I did. No, I did not. No, I don't think so. iTunes, uh, Drunk Nerds Podcast. Um, subscribe, please. Give us a five-star review. Leave us a comment. And then also on um, Spotify. Uh, subscribe, follow us. Fo- follow us on there. And if you don't, if there's a review system that you know of, um, please uh, do the top thing you can do. And then twitch.tv slash Colonel Gables. Uh, give him a big old follow, please. Um, yep. And uh, yes, yeah, so check us out in all those places. And tell a friend. Um and also thanks again guys for making uh july our biggest month uh, ever for uh downloads so i really appreciate all that um so once again i was your host i was Tyler. and i have been colonel gables so until next week everyone or whenever we start record again <laughs> thank you very much have yourself a good week but above all else thank you for listening to another fun-filled episode of the drunk dash nerds podcast thank you Gables. yeah too sweet too sweet man bye guys see ya <laughs>